to talk to talk with your girl Anita Love coming to you from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But before we get into it, I want to thank my dedicated listeners, um, my supporters that have been tuning in, that have been hitting that like button, that have been sharing my podcast, that have been supporting and and giving me money every month. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. Um, And everyone that hasn't given up on me, that have been sending in questions and comments, I do apologize from the bottom of my heart. I will never neglect you guys. I did receive some questions, um, numerous of questions uh, repeatedly because I wasn't responding. So I do apologize for that. Something was going on with my email. So I wasn't getting some of your email. So um, I apologize. But today I'm going to answer two questions on the podcast that I received. One I received four times and one I received three times. So I'm going to re- I'm going to I'm going to answer those questions. Um just from my opinion, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I don't perceive to know everything, but these are just from my feelings, my views, and my perspective on how I think I may uh, move forward with these questions that I'm receiving. Um, but I'm going to take a quick break, um, and I'll be right back. You guys don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. All right, that's anchor.fm. Anyone that wants to do a podcast, I don't care if you want to talk about your secrets, your diary, if you want to do a late night sex talk, you want to talk about games, you want to talk about sports, you want to talk about music, anchor.fm is easy. It's a one-stop shop. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Um, so yeah, anchor.fm. So let's get into these questions. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much for not giving up on your girl. I appreciate it. So I'm just going to hop on into the first question. Um, let me pull this up on my computer. Uh, let's see. The first question is a little deep and I was kind of hesitant about reading the question. So I'm going to do it anyway. Um, the first question is, um, Anita Love, I have been dating someone for a few years now. Lately, all we do is argue. I do feel that disagreeing in some arguments is a part of healing to a certain degree. And please, no judgment. I wish to remain anonymous. I am married and unhappy. My husband does his thing, as do I. The difference is I do not believe in bringing drama to my home, but my friend does not seem to care. I created this rule within myself to give me comfort that I will not call or talk with him around my husband, but he does not seem to care. It seems when my husband is around is when he wants to talk or call the most. In the beginning, I didn't feel it was intentional, but now I do. I have expressed my concern several times, but it does not seem to go well. I care and love my friend a lot, and I feel he feels the same way for me, but I'm starting to worry that he will not protect me the way I need to. Whenever I try to talk about it, he leaves me feeling as if I'm doing something wrong to him or like I'm making excuses or trying to make a dead marriage work. I love my husband as a person. He's the father of my children, but I'm not in love with him and he is not in love with me. My marriage is very complicated. My question is, should I be worried about my friend's sincerity or should I try to be more understanding? I know many will view this as wrong, but I just want to be happy. Thank you for your response. A complicated woman, your truth. Um, First, complicated woman. Thank you. This is a very, very complicated question. Um, And let me first say that I do not promote cheating. 
nowhere would I ever tell someone it's okay to cheat marriage, relationship, otherwise, whatever. But I know many of people that have been in bad marriages, that have been in bad relationships, that have had an understanding between their significant other, their significant other do whatever they want to. But when it comes to the woman, there's restriction, there's limitation, and there's more precautions as there should be. Um, from my opinion, I feel that maybe this is a conversation that is overdue. You both need to sit down and talk and you need to be very honest and you need to allow him to be very honest with you about what he feels and what he needs, because it's not fair to him to be in a relationship where he feels that he's not completely in a relationship. And it's not fair to you to be in a relationship with someone that cannot handle the situation. Um, So I think both of you all need to sit down and have a very serious heart to heart conversation and you have to be prepared to walk away because ultimately I'm going to be honest with you. That sounds like where it's leading to, because this is what I've learned from people that I, I, I've known and, and someone that I know that's close to me that went, that was in a similar situation. Our relationship, our marriage was very bad. It was horrible. It was very bad mentally and abusive and her husband wasn't doing anything for her. And so financially she stayed because financially she didn't have the means to move and to relocate and she had responsibilities. Her friends seemed to be very understanding and patient and caring with her for a long period of time. I'm I'm not going to say it was a short period of time. It was a long period of time. Her idea and mindset was I want to be able to take care of myself Come mad day, if me and this person is not speaking, I want to be able to pay my own bills. And financially, she didn't feel secure and she didn't have the financial stability to make that decision. So she stayed under the same roof with her husband who was doing whatever he wanted to do. Um, And her partner knew that. Her friend knew that. The problem was her friend always felt left out because she wouldn't communicate with him or talk to him out of respect for her, her children and just out of respect um, when he was around that she wouldn't talk to him and hold conversation with him around him. And he felt like, well, y'all living a married life. And whenever I call this the hush hush and, you know, he felt left out and he was feeling like I wasn't he it was almost like he was like he wasn't really in the relationship. It's like, you know, I'm with you, but I'm not really with you type of a, a feeling. And I can understand that. And I respect, I respect that. And when I explained to her, I understood how he felt. I understood where he was coming from. And it's a hard place to be in because if you love a person, you care about a person, you don't want to leave them and you're hoping that things will get better. But sometimes things are not that simple. And sometimes people patience runs short. And we look at things like five or six years or 10 years together or whatever. And to you on the outside, oh, that's a long time to be trying to get it together. It is. But if your 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 position is the same, your money is the same, what else do you want people to do? I'm going to tell you this. Honestly speaking, I think that both of you should be honest with each other. I know you may not want to lose that friendship. You may not want to lose that connection. But if me speaking honestly from what I would do, I think that it's probably best that you take a break from it. And fix your situation first. And if that friend is still ready for you when your situation is 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 better, then maybe y'all can rekindle or reconnect. 
Um, because what happens is when you try to hold on to something in a bad and complicated situation, you tend to start pulling against each other. And all the goodness and all the respect and all the great things that you view this friend, it start tarnishing. And y'all both start looking at each other in a negative way. And then that friendship that built this relationship tends to tarnish. It tends to fizzle. And then in the end, when your situation is available, there's no one wants to be with each other because you've destroyed it. Because you, every problem, every little thing been escalated. So for me, honestly, I know it's the hardest thing in the world because for me, I think it's hard for me to walk away from, from people that I love as well. That's hard for me. Honestly, I think that if this was my decision that I would have to make right now today, knowing that this person loves me and I'm hurting them more by them holding on to me, I would I would think it would be best to to take a break. Let me try to get my life together. Let me try to get myself in a better position. And maybe you'll still be single and you'll still love me. You'll still want to be with me and we can reconnect. That may not be the outcome from that he wants to hear, but that may be the outcome that needs to be done. And it may be what he needs to tell you, because it, you may be one of those people like me that that's, you know, hard to let go. You don't want to let go, especially when you know, you're dependent on them for emotional support. And when you depend on a friend for emotional support, oh my God, it's hard to let that go. But I do think this is a, a overdue conversation that you need to have. Um, I do think that both of you should be very honest with each other. You have to be open to receive whatever he gives and he has to be, be open to receive what you give. And I think you or him need to make a decision to take a break until your situation is better and different. I know that's a that's hard. I know it's, it's easier said than done. And I don't want to pretend like I'm God and that I know everything to be, but I'm saying to save your friendship, to save the love, to save the respect that you have for each other. I think that that's the best decision for both of you guys to do, to, to break it off until you can get yourself in a better position. Because um, I know, you know, I have someone that I'm very close to that have, and, and I have, and that's another person that's going through a similar situation that you're going through. And I know firsthand what they're going through and I know how it feels from them. And on the outside, everybody's looking like, Oh, well that's, you know, that's her husband, blah, blah, blah. And nobody is understanding that this husband is doing his own thing, living his own life, having women coming to the job and having women, you know, want to fight and things like that. But that wife doesn't believe in disrespecting that home because that's their home, you know, and I, I understand, but her friend doesn't understand that. Doesn't, you know, it's like, I sh people should know, know me, people should see me. And this is another thing. If your kids is not aware that you have a friend, and even if your friends do know that you have a friend, which they shouldn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that that transition is going to be all good because your kids may force you to choose between this boyfriend that you love and them. So it's going to be, it may not be as clear thought as you thought it was. And that friend may be like, I waited for this. I waited for that. I ain't waiting no more. So I think it's a conversation that you both need to have and you both need to be honest with each other. And if we're going to be really honest as adults and if you're going to respect my opinion and my sincerity and me being honest and you wanted me to speak my truth, I think that you or him or both need to mutually agree to separate and um, until you get yourself in a better position, until you're able to be with him the way you need to, you want to be with each other. That's how I feel. Um, that's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. 
I hope you don't get offended. I hope it doesn't crash you. I hope it doesn't cause you to stop listening to my podcast. But I do appreciate you giving me that question, asking me for my opinion. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so, so much. I'm going to take a brief break. You guys don't go anywhere. All right. Anchor.fm, you guys. Try it out for yourself and let me know what you think. Okay, um, my next question is, I need a love to hate to hate. Since this coronavirus, my children have been home and my patients have been very, 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 very short. I have to take breaks outside of the home several times. Sometimes I think about just getting in my car, driving off and leave my children there. I know I'm not the only one, but on social media, it's just jokes. But the madness is real for me. I do love my children and I do feel my children is the best thing that happened to me. But OMG, I do not want to be around them for long periods of time. They are 4, 11, and 16. The problem is that I spoiled them after my divorce. I took a different approach from my parents and I honestly regret it. I don't be, I didn't believe in spanking. I believed everything I read online and heard others saying about it being abuse. Although I never felt my parents abused me, I took I took the let's talk about it approach and it's now working against me. They do not listen. I constantly have to repeat myself and then I'm left doing what they are supposed to do. I took the electronics from them so they can read and stay mentally active, but I ended up caving. They talk back or tell me no. Their father has remarried and he doesn't get this part of them. How can I stay firm, keep my cool without breaking and giving in every time? How can I reiterate without force? I'm the adult. Listen to me without making things worse or without catching a case. Thank you, mom and virus hell. <laughs> mom and virus hell, thank you very much for this question. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Uh, and you, you're right. People have made light of it on, Insta- on Instagram and just social media and period about the, you know, different things, the stress of kids being at home all the time. They've even been on there thinking the teachers. Um, This is the thing. People have oftentimes criticized parents for not having great patience all the time with their children to feeling like they need to be, um, they don't, they don't want to be stay at home parents. You know, they want to be working parents. They want, you know, they want to not spend long periods of time with their children. And when a parent say that out loud or if a parent say that they're the worst parents in the world, let me tell you something. I love my children. Um, I love my nieces. I, I love I love them. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're the best thing that ever happened to me, period. But their personality, you know, their moodiness, their stubbornness, you know, that shit used to work on my last nerve. And even now it still works on my last nerve because not every day we are collectively together emotionally, mentally within ourselves. Some days we're not our best person. 
And there are plenty of people that doesn't believe in spanking. So let me tell you, you don't have to feel bad for not believing in spanking and wanting to take let's talk about approach. I tried the let's talk about approach when they were younger. And I would always find myself punishing you. You know, you would have to be in timeout in the corner or no, no books. You couldn't have any electronics. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. And then I would walk away and they would still be doing whatever they wanted to do. Now, I believed in spanking. Let's just be very clear about that. Um, the spankings that I gave my children were totally different from the spankings that I gave. The law would say that I was being abused as a child. The law would actually say that. Let's just be honest. But I didn't view it as child abuse. And even now, I didn't I didn't view it as child abuse. Um, for some people, spankings was the best thing for them. For others, it wasn't. It just depends on your interpretation and it depends on how, if it really was spankings or if it was beatings, because there are a difference. Um, this is what I had to do. I had to stop worrying about being a bad guy. I had to stop worrying about my children saying they hate me. I had to stop paying attention to me overhearing them say, oh, my mom mean and my mom this. And I had to stop giving into that. You know, because I knew in my heart that the things that I was doing was for the best interest. It was for to protect, for to take care, to to nurture, to make sure, you know, that, you know, that they were straight. So I had to stop allowing my guilt, you know, because, you know, we as parents, we feel guilty. When our kids get mad, we're questioning, well, what I did wrong, you know, especially if you love your children and you don't want your children hurt and you especially don't want them to feel hurt from you. You know, but I had to stop carrying guilt. I had to stop internalizing everything that I heard them say. And I had to make sure that they understood, you know, okay, hold up. You're mad. What are you mad for? You're yelling. You're upset. What are you mad for? First of all, you're not going to yell at me. I'm your mother. Secondly, tell me what you're, what, what you're upset about. It's okay for you to be upset because you can't make someone not feel whatever they feel. Whether it's anger, frustration, resentment, hurt, pain, or whatever. You can't take that from them. You have to allow them to feel whatever they feel. But maybe talking it through so that it's not turned into resentment is what my goal would always try to be. So I would always say, well, what are you mad for? You know, tell me tell me what you mad. And then I will go from there. And then once they say how they feel, they were like, okay, well, instead of you acting that way, Talk to me and let me know that what I said hurt your feelings or what I did hurt your feelings. So you're mad because I told you no TV. Well, the reason you're not watching TV is because I asked you several times to do this, that, and the other. And as your mother, I should have only had to ask you once and you didn't. So you're punished because you did not comply with my rules. You did not comply with your, you did not do what was asked of you to do. And we would, you know, we would go from there. If I still found myself having to reiterate that, of course, no electronics. You're going to read a book. They had to read a book and write to me what the book was about. And you couldn't read it word from, you couldn't write it word from word because I was going to read it. You know what I mean? And I was going to make sure that, oh, well, this seemed interesting that you wrote this this way. And so I would go and I would read the book and I would try to get an understanding of why they wrote that. And then they let me know if they wrote it word from word from the book. That's just how petty I was. But anyway, um, 
education was important. And so with all of this is going on, you have to keep the children's mind active. You have to keep them involved. You have to try to make sure they're reading, they're doing math, just the bare minimal of what you, you can do at home within your, within your, um, your home. Um, and it's okay for parents to be frustrated. It's okay for you to be aggravated. It's okay for you to be stressed out. It's okay for you to be mad. It's okay for you to be so mad that you don't want to be around your child. It's so, it's okay to be, it's okay to not be okay. It's really okay. It's called being human. And as humans, we should be able to express how we feel without judging ourselves and having other people judge us. As long as we're not beating, neglecting, abusing mentally, emotionally, or sexually, any of that to our children, we have a right to how we feel just like our children have a right to how they feel. But at the end of the day, they have to be respectful. They have to have structure. They have to be able to follow instructions. They have to be able to function within rules. They have to be able to maneuver through what's expected of them out in the world, you know, and they, and they can't expect for things to just be given to them or things to just be done. Or, Hey, you don't have to worry about that because you decided today you don't want to do it. So there has to be structure. There has to be rules and they have to abide by them. So you have to continue to implement that. But when you find yourself frustrated, don't yell, don't curse, don't give them the power to make you apologize for losing control. So when you find yourself getting frustrated, you just say, you know, give me a minute. Go in the bathroom, take a walk outside, come back and be like, I apologize for having to, you know, excuse me for, for, for having to walk out. Let's let's take care of this. OK, so you're mad and you're going to disrespect me and yell in my face. What is it that you feel that you have the right to yell or you have a right to talk back to me? Tell me what, what, what your right is. Tell me why you feel what you feel. And sometimes when you talk things through, because you've already created this pattern of no spanking, so it's kind of hard to go backwards, you know, which some people did, and it kind of worked. You know, because sometimes you might have to just snatch the shit out of one good time and get some egg right from them. I'm just saying, um, because that's what I had to do. Because, you know, you know, my daughter, she's, she never really got spanking. So once you snatch the shit out of real good, one good time, he's like, <gasps> you know, it's like it's the worst thing in the world. But once you get that one good snatch, you, you know, you, you probably will be good with that. And I'm just playing. Um, but just you have to be honest with how you feel. And you have to be clear with what it is you need from them. And the communication has to be vice versa. You have to be receiving of your children too. I mean, we don't, as parents, we don't want to feel like children controlling us, but if the world keeps going the way it's going, eventually the children are going to be, going to be running the parents, not me though. Um, but that's where it's going to lead to. But talking through problems has never been a bad thing. It's like you're talking through your emotions. So if you're frustrated and you're mad and you talk through those emotions in a calmly fashion, you're able to get more done and you're able to get to the core of really why they're really frustrated or why they're really mad. And you you said that you had a divorce. So a lot of the frustration and the, and the things that you're getting from them may not be intended for you, but maybe because of the situation that mom and dad is not together anymore. And when they're with dad, it may be happy-go-lucky and there's no rules, there's no obligations. And when they're with you, it's their structure, there's rules, and this is what you have. And it's unfair to the mother if that's what's happening. But sometimes that's why things are, 
you know, you're getting the rift of it. But I, I, I went through it. You know what I mean? So you have to just be, be firm with yourself and not hold yourself with guilt when you're disciplined, when you're punishing. And they get the yelling, they get the fussing. Shit, get you, you got some AirPods, some headphones, put some headphones on, put some music in your ear and drown them out, baby. Go get in a tub, take you a soak or a shower. That's what I used to do. Or I put them in their room and let them sit in their room and yell till the lungs fall in. That's what, because you have to allow them to feel whatever they feel. You Because that's why so many parents lose control because they want to stop them. You know, shut up. No. Let them do whatever they want to because they know that they're getting to you. And if you're giving that tantrum attention, what's going to happen? It's going to fuel it. They're going to keep doing it. So you have to find a way to um, drown out the negative part of those tantrums. Um, And for as a 16-year-old talking back, you can never, you can never, not in my house, not having that. You know, because that's aggravating that I'm doing all this for you. I'm taking care of you and you have the nerve to talk back to me. Tell me what the problem is. Let's sit down, talk. You tell me what you feel. Tell me what's going on. Tell me why you feeling the way you feeling. And be honest and let them be honest with you how you feel. And once they're honest with how you feel, you tell them how you feel. And you could tell them why you and the husband not together. You could tell them what you stressed out and what you frustrated about, what all you go through, and how dare you have to come home and take care of three children after you've dealt with this, that, and you ask your child to do something and your child don't want to do it. So talk. Communication is the best, the best thing. Um, I learned that now because when they were, you know, helping raise children when they were younger, I didn't have the best patience, but I had better patience then than I do now. Because now when babies are around me, I just let them do whatever they want to. I just give them junk food and sweets and they're going to go home to their mama. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be a bad babysitter in that regards, but I will take care of them. I will make sure they don't hurt themselves and I will make sure that they clean and they fed and all that stuff. Before as, um, not giving them sweets and stuff, don't bring it to my house because they definitely going to get some sweets, but you just have to find you in the midst of the drama. You know, you have to pray a lot. You have to find techniques that work with you. I used to do um, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. I used to do that a few times and I would take some deep breaths and that would always help me. Um, what I used to do a while back, but it, it kept making my mouth sore. When I felt myself getting frustrated, I would bite the counter, like the inside of my jaw. And yeah, I, my, my jaw would stay sore because <laughs> once I bite it, it would help calm that nerve down. But it's hard being a parent. You know, it's hard. And um, no no judgment from me. And I'm like, and let me reiterate, I'm not God. I'm not a therapist. I don't presume to know it all. I just know from some of the decisions that I made, mistakes that I've made, things that have happened in my life, things that have happened with me helping to raise children. Um, approaches that I didn't take that I feel that I should have taken, approaches that I took that I feel that I shouldn't take. Because what happened was um, I was very strict and I was more of the disciplinary. And I I heard, overheard saying that I was mean and I was a mean mama and all I do is fuss. And and I end up changing the way I discipline. And when I changed the way I discipline, it backfired. It created more issues in my home. 
and it got to the point where, you know, people, you know, you could pull somebody against each other. You could pull one parent against a parent. That's what happened, you know. And so I regretted taking that approach because once you create a pattern and it's not abuse, you know, it's not mental or, or physical or sexual or emotional abuse. Once you create a pattern or, or, or structure, you have to continue that structure some type of way. But I wanted to, I didn't want to be the mean person. I wanted the, the you know, I wanted dad, you be the mean person. And dad didn't believe in disciplining the girls. You know, that was up to, you know, the female to do that. And so when I wanted to change that, that didn't help. That ended up causing issues between them and their father. And it was, you know, it, it, it was, it was a lot on my part that created um, bad situations within their relationships with their father. And I regret that part of it. I wish that I had to continue with the process of what was, what was, what I was doing and not hold myself with guilt and not internalize everything that children say, you know, just, Oh, I hate my mom. And she, you know, and when you hear your child say that it cuts, you know, it cuts, and so when you hear that, you just, you don't want them to feel that way. You don't want, they don't really hate you. <laughs> They're mad with you. They hate what you did. They hate that you punished them. And But for me, I internalized it and I changed everything. And it was the biggest mistake ever that I could have possibly done. And then I tried to be more lenient, you know, be more light, not disciplined. And, you know, I tried to be, you know, the, the, the nice parent kind of say, and it backfired. So, you have to have structure and you also have to talk to father and make sure you and father is on the same path. If, if they're punished and they're with you, there is still punishment. So you, you, you got to make sure that your co-parenting is on the same level as well, because if you're not co-parenting the same way, you're going to keep creating those problems too. Um, and when you make a decision and when you say do this, you have to stick to it. No matter how upset they get, no matter how mad they get, the fact that they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to be in the same room with you, let them have those emotions. Let them feel what they feel, not internalize it and, and be mad and want to change how they feel right now. No, let that decision that you made stand in it, own it, be committed in it. And that's the only way you're going to get what you're trying to get from your kids. You know, you can't say, hey, give me your electronics, you're punished. And then 10 minutes later, you're giving it back to them or allow a lady. Let defeat the purpose. If you say Fridays, there's no cell phones, no phones at all, you have to stick to that, period. With with this virus thing going on, it's a lot. And everybody knows these kids are at home. They're probably bored out their mind as well. They're probably frustrated as well. They have their own emotions. They're, they, they're not around their friends. They can't do the things that they normally do. So they have their own emotions that they're going through. So you have to be mindful of that. So you may have to find a way to do school reading, but also allow them to have fun time or have... Um, you know, free time as well so that they don't feel bundled up and all uptight and all the stress and then do parent time. You know, you can do um, activities where you guys sit at the table and you guys talk about how you feel and what is it about that person that frustrates you or why you get frustrated when a person say this. Because sometimes when people get frustrated at what you say, it's because of a certain thing that may have happened or have been said before that they connect that together. So sometimes, you know, you could do that and that could bring a better understanding of your relationship and make it stronger as well. Um, I'm just prolonging this, but I wish you the luck. 
thank you for sharing this question with me. But I'm I'm going to end this one last time. Make a decision. Stick with it. Do not change. Do not fold. And don't internalize every negative thing you hear your children say out of frustration because you're punishing them. We're parents. We're supposed to be bad guys sometimes. That's my time. Thank you guys for your questions. Thank you for your energy, your support. Thank you. I've gotten so many great um, emails asking about how I was doing. They hadn't heard from me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I, I, it, it really does. And I ask that you guys continue to send those questions in, so comments in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate it. Um, Remember to stay true to yourself. Do not let anyone else's thoughts and opinion dictate who and what you think of yourself. Continue to push to be better every day than what you were the day before. When they go low, we go high like the former first lady. Let your family and friends know that you love them now because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. And everybody be safe with this coronavirus. Um, wash your hands. Do not put your hands in your face because that's how this virus is spreading into your body. Um And if you feel that you've been infected, don't go around other people. Be respectful of the people around you. Um, we're going to get through this. I don't know when. I don't know how soon. I don't know how how much the damage is going to be, but we will get through this. And for your time and your energy and your support, thank you. Peace.